0: hello and welcome to the top football podcast each week we take a look at the beautiful game across the globe focusing mainly on the action in the english premier league Stay tuned for more on the Top Football Podcast. Yes, hello and welcome to another exciting episode of the Top Football Podcast. As always, I'm joined by my expert panel, which is uh, Tristan. Tristan, how you going, mate?
1: Very good, thanks, Luke. Very good after a nice win on the weekend. So Good, good to see the uh, 100% away record maintained.
0: I knew you'd be a happy boy today. And uh, Chipper, how about you, mate? How are you feeling after the weekend's results? Uh, not great, to be
2: honest. I can see is in his United shirt, so that's, you know, not great to look at. But uh, it, was a, it was a funny game, but I'm sure we'll get into that.
0: We, we certainly will. Uh, lots to talk about this week, lads. We uh, certainly have an interesting year at the moment. I don't know if it's going to sort of... Uh, sort of you know plateau or, or even back out in the end but just having a look at it now it feels like there's a, a, a bit of a uh, you know a bit more of a competition this year at, at this point in time how, how are you guys feeling about that the uh, I guess the closeness of everything so far
1: yeah I certainly agree with that I think it's uh it's basically any well any, any team can win any game um, I think that's yeah, strongly reflected in United's results losing to palace um on on the opening day but yeah I mean teams dropping points kind of left right and center and, and not many goalless draws with
0: that's it. Well, let's let's have a look at the table and uh, we can sort of talk about that relative closeness of everything going on. So Everton's still in first, um, but did have a draw on the weekend. Um, we'll talk about that in a minute. Aston Villa up in second, undefeated, which is, uh, is super impressive. Uh, so that's 13-12 points. Then we have Liverpool on 10 with a loss and a draw. Leicester, two losses on nine. And then Arsenal, nine. Wolves, nine. And then it keeps going. Tottenham, Chelsea on less. Uh, further down, Man City are down in 11th, but have a game in hand and can certainly move up to, uh, I think they can move up into 3rd, which is pretty impressive. And same with United, have a game in hand. And we were just speaking about that before. They can move up into about 5th or 6th, I think, which is uh, yeah, keeping everything nice and tight so far. And as for the bottom three, we got Burnley, Sheffield and Fulham. But Burnley do have a game in hand. So an interesting table at this point in time. Um, do we think it's going to stay like this, Chip? What, what do you reckon? Do you reckon we're going to get something a bit different in a few weeks? I, I mean, definitely. I don't think
2: you're going to have Everton, Villa, and Leicester sort of riding that top four for the whole season. Um, I think it will return to normal. It's going to be, I think the preseason's kind of starting to finish now. I think you'll see score lines for sure come back to normal and, you know, your teams, like especially Man City, um, come back to the top. I mean, like you said, they have got some games in hand, so I think in a few weeks you'll see it return to relatively normal.
0: Interesting, because uh, I know with the Champions League coming up, we are probably going to get a tighter schedule for those uh, those top teams. So, Tris, what do you think about that? Uh, the Champions League impact is it going to is it not going to impact the big teams, or is it is it just going to you know sort of fizzle out?
1: No, I certainly think it's going to impact the teams initially. I think if 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 you look at the scheduling, um, you know, in previous seasons, basically. A, a game every two weeks, um, whereas now because the Champions League is kicking off a little bit later, um, you've got a game every week. And I think more so the teams in the Europa League, so Arsenal and Spurs, um, when you've got to play Thursday night UK time and then you play Sunday as well, I think that's going to have a big impact when you when you take into account the uh, the, the travel that goes into Europa and I guess the remote European places you've got to go to. I think that's going to have an impact, um, certainly leading up to Christmas
0: anyway. Good analysis there, Triso. So, look, with the weekend games, um, let's let's go through a couple of them and, and talk about what you think. I think the first game of the week is certainly the most controversial, so lots to talk about in this game. But Everton-Liverpool, did you both happen to catch the game?
2: Uh, I didn't catch it live. I watched the replay definitely in the morning. Um, it was a cracking game to begin with. I mean, it's a shame that all the talking points after the game aren't about the actual game, but... Um, you can definitely see that Everton, I think, are here to sort of stay f- throughout the season, I think. They're not just a flash in the pan. They've got some really quality players, and Liverpool as well, I think. They they made it a spectacle, but then obviously the game turned into a bit of a fast towards the end, but it's good for the
0: viewer anyway. Chisso, did you catch the game, mate?
1: Yeah, like... Like, Chip, I, 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 I caught the replay. Plenty of AR uh, controversy, I mean, including Henderson's winner that was disallowed um, right at the end. I mean, Everton kind of clawed their way back in with Calvert-Lewin and um, no surprise that the Liverpool leaked a couple of goals with Van Dijk going off. Um, but, I mean, it's probably everything that you'd expect from a derby. You know, plenty of drama, tackles flying in. Um, so it's good to see that these games still have an importance whilst there aren't, you know, the fans and the atmosphere and, and so forth. And, yeah, the players from both sides certainly looked up to
0: anyway it's funny i uh got a message from sam or we were chatting during the game and he said he said it was quite boring like the game wasn't very exciting and i thought you know from a neutral point of view as as what you guys have just said it was it was pretty exciting it was a good game to watch and i And I think that you know the the lack of crowd in those derbies is is a huge detriment to the well to the home team mainly because the atmosphere obviously does help, but especially to the fans. Like for someone like Sam, who obviously you know supports Liverpool, um, to to say that it was it was pretty unbelievable. So I I think yeah it's it's a little unfortunate with these games in particular that there's no crowd, and um, yeah it would be it would be nice with that 2-2 game and all the controversy that happened, can you imagine the, the crowd noise and, uh, you know, Goodison Park would have been absolutely going off when the uh, VAR came back with that decision, so...
1: I don't think Jordan Pickford would have made it out of the stadium alive <laughs> if there were fans in there, to be honest.
0: <laughs> maybe not, maybe not. Um, with, uh, with the decision, let's talk about the Pickford one first of all. Did, did he deserve a red on field? Uh, we'll go with you, Chip, first. What do you think?
2: Absolutely. There's no doubt about it. Um, you can see why maybe the ref didn't pull it up initially, but the fact that it got through the, the gloves of the VAR as well, I don't know how that happened. Um, yeah, absolutely red card. No doubt about it. Tris? Uh,
1: orange. No, joking. Uh, look, I, I certainly think it was a red card. And I, I did read something today um, where apparently the referee didn't know that he could actually give a red card because essentially it was almost a stoppage in play with with the offside. Um but yeah, that's probably one of the worst tackles that you're going to see, certainly at this level anyway.
0: So when I was listening to the commentary, they were talking about the fact that VAR um, can't rule on that after it's not part of the play. So it was something like, because play had stopped, VAR's role um, wasn't to continue from that point And it was up to them to agree with the referee. So they were kind of going with the on-field decision and they couldn't overturn it. So because the referee didn't query it or didn't do anything about it, the VAR couldn't deem it or apparently couldn't deem it to be uh, legitimate enough to to give a red. So yeah, it is... I mean, for all fans watching, I think it's a pretty clear red and I know that Liverpool are seeing red and uh, I would hate to be Pickford walking down the street at the moment. You'd be looking over your shoulder everywhere you went. Um, But that was only the first sort of controversial decision and uh, something that, you know, it it did happen very quickly. So the referee missing it is fair enough, but I think that whole VAR... Um, you know debacle is uh, certainly heating up uh, and i do i do feel for the liverpoolians which uh, i'm sure you don't agree with tris it, uh, <laughs> it doesn't
1: no i i think I, I was i was saying to you guys earlier today I, is there going to be um a surgeon that can actually operate on van dyke because it sounds like it's the first injury of its kind in the history um, of, of football i think you know acl injuries are, are pretty common um across most leagues but yeah, judging by the reaction that that I've seen, it must be the first one. And also, I might just point out um, that if you want to look back to Mane's elbow against <laughs> Arsenal this season, and I believe that there was a tackle by Trent, Trent Alexander-Arnold um, on Saka last season that may have you know, broken Saka's leg that got a yellow. So I just want to point that out for any Liverpool fans watching. And Sam, I know, I know we've had this conversation, but I'll just reiterate uh, my feelings.
2: And also, uh, Trissa Roy Keane was... Pretty good at a few of those as well, so I'm sure you've you've seen a fair few in your time. I think Harland was the victim once upon a time.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, certainly, and also I, I found it ironic that Graham Sooners came out and called it assault. Um, I, you know, he'd be probably in a better position to speak than anyone, um, as to what that would look like on the football pitch.
0: Well, let's continue with the with the uh, sort of drama on field and move on to the Henderson pass to uh to Mane was it offside what do you guys think has the has the VAR gone too far in terms of uh how it how it lines up each individual so we'll go with YouTube. what do you think about the decision first of all did it look off on screen did it look on it,
2: it didn't look off when they spent five minutes looking at it um that's not what VAR was brought in for I thought it was just for clear and obvious mistakes that I think the flap of his you know, his sleeve was offside. Like, it's, it's a joke.
0: That's not what it's there for, I don't think. And Truso, what do you think decision-wise?
1: Yeah, look, like like Chip said, it, it's there to point out a clear and obvious area. If you've got to look at something for, for several minutes, then, you, you know, you've generally got to stick with what your initial decision was. Um, but, it, yeah, everything seems a bit of a grey area. Um, at, at the moment, because I know the linesman only—he's not meant to flag; he's meant to play it on. Um, I think everyone's confused, including the referees um, and, and the. To be honest, but um, no, look—I think it was onside, and I'm, I'm I'm pretty happy about that. I'd prefer them to score when it's on onside rather than off.
0: It was uh, it was good for the uh for the fans hoping to you know keep Liverpool down, but yeah, in terms of uh accuracy of the game, and things like that, a little bit disappointing. Is there a need for a buffer zone? Do you think that? it need like same with offside is is it a clear unclear or is it if there's gray it's just attackers preference because I think we are you know I think attacking preference would be a better thing for football in general like a benefit of the doubt for the attacking team if those decisions are that close and I understand obviously with those lines you know they're telling you which one which line is in front of the other but they are drawn on uh, as Tim Cahill was mentioning in the commentary, by an individual, by a human, and uh, humans are prone to errors, so it needs to be a piece of technology that they wear, maybe that all the players wear, that you know is on a part of their shirt or somewhere where that's the defining line, and you know that's that will tell us yes or no, kind of like the ref wears a watch. Or do we have a, a grey area where you know there's a buffer zone? So what do you guys think about the idea of that sort of buffer zone? Like you know, if it's within a five percent. You know difference than they allow it what do you guys think i think, I think just,
1: just some just some clarification over what kind of body part would count as offside now i mean you can't kind of score with your hand but let's say that you know that, that, that you're running and, and and your arms further out than your body which is a natural natural running reaction does that give you an unfair advantage over the defender if it's your arm that's ahead but you know your, your body's in line um i i Look, I I just like some clarification and some clear rules um, over the offside. M- much like the handball, I mean, the handball is one that no one can kind of work out at the at the moment. Um, and look, I mean, you know, going back, it used to be the attacking team that got the, the benefit of, of the doubt of, of the doubt. But you know, when when you're drawing a line down down the centre of your screen, you're always going to pick out something ahead of the other.
2: I don't. I think as long as you have VAR, you can't you can't fix that because the line you can't have. You know five percent of a line moving you know towards the goal or you know the old rule used to be the only part of you that can be offside is something you can score with so if your head's over the line you're offside if your arm is you're not I don't know why they can't keep that rule um, but as long as there's VAR something it's it's going to be like this.
0: Well I didn't I I may have misheard this but the commentary was saying something like because on the weekend like Trist was saying you can't really score with your arm but if your arm is by your side and it happens to hit your arm and go in the goal, that is still considered a goal because your arm is not in an unnatural position and therefore I thought that was why they were ruling on Mane's arm to be offside because it was recently decided that if you can score with it, then, you know, it's offside. But uh, I, again, I don't know which part of the arm they were lining it up with, but I did overhear the commentators say something about that that rule. So someone got their arm hit and it went in. So who knows? Like you said, Tris, we need some clarification, and uh, I think they need to improve those rules uh, so people don't get so angry.
2: Yeah, well, that's why last year it was always the armpit they used to measure it at, which makes more sense to me,
0: I it- think. And I think to most of us, and I think that goal would have stood um, if it, if it was measured from there. So, look, big controversy for uh, for those of us, yeah, making uh, happy about Liverpool staying down a bit lower. It's it's good, but yeah, for the for the average fan, I suppose it's it's not good to see a uh, or to be ripped off. All right, let's uh, let's go through anything else in the game that you found interesting. Anything in the Everton Liverpool game you guys noticed or anything in particular? It was a good game, but yeah, anything else?
1: Uh, I think. Calvert, Calvert-Lewin it's you know when when are we going to get to the point where it's, it's a bit of a purple patch that he's going through I mean he scored for England last week um, he's just been in incredible form and popped up I mean that that's that's a big goal when you're 2-1 down 80th minute and that was a great header as well great leap um so yeah I mean England have got a lot of uh, informed goal scorers at the moment we're good to see if you're a fan
2: for sure um I think it gets a bit lost obviously cuz Pickford's the the enemy but he did make a few good saves I mean he's a great shot stopper I think that's always been the the uh the call with him the and work, that's why work, he's work, the goalie but at the end of the day he's there to shot to stop shots but i, I can't see him lasting too much longer he's too unpredictable I, I
0: think i would have to agree watching him you just constantly feel worried that he's about to stuff up and he's now in a team that you know can't afford those mistakes and yeah just to reiterate tristan watching uh calvert lewin you know get Get goals like that. He, he the defenders didn't even get close to him with that header. I mean, he towered over them. The confidence was there. Um, obviously, with Van Dyke being off, Liverpool are a significantly um, you know lesser team. I think his win percentage was something like 80 when he's playing and or, or more, and it was something like 50 or 60 when he's not. So it's yeah, it's going to be a big hit for them um, in terms of uh, missing him. So yeah, that was clear on the weekend where you know, he could have come in handy. Um, but yeah, Carver Lewin took full advantage and good on him and Everton. Uh, Wolfo will certainly be happy. Uh, all right, let's keep moving through because we are going to get stuck here. Let's go to the Chelsea-Southampton game. Now, lads, I was watching this pretty late and, uh, you know, it was 2-0 to Chelsea when I went to bed and Chelsea were dominating. I thought I'd wake up at 6-0 and, you know, I'd be devastated because I'd already seen Werner get Two goals, or uh, yeah, two goals, and I thought oh, I've missed out here on uh, you know everybody sold Werner on FPL, um, but yeah, to wake up seeing in three three was certainly unbelievable. So um, Tris, we'll go with you first. Did you happen to catch any of the highlights or, or watch any of this game?
1: Yeah, I saw the highlights and look, I mean Chelsea looked pretty impressive, like you said. Um, Werner finally moving centrally. He's been playing on the left. He joined, um, but you can see his, his pace in behind is a threat. Um, and, you know, certainly an outlet for, for Chelsea, especially when you've got Jorginho and, you know, quality midfielders giving him service. Um, but look, I mean, it's Chelsea's Achilles heel. It was the same as last season. That defense is absolutely woeful. Um, I mean, they're not alone because there are some terrible defenses in the league and Kepa coming up trumps again. Um, I mean, you know, Zuma's got to take some responsibility for that, but it, he probably he won't want to look back on that like most of his other performances. Um, but yeah, look, I mean, it, it's for, for Chelsea, It's I think it's going to be hard to challenge when. when you can't keep playing trades.
0: for sure for sure uh chip did you happen to notice anything in the game you found interesting um i think with
2: chelsea obviously they went out and spent a load of money and i don't know if it's lampard's thinking that you know the more you spend in attacking players that you're just going to overrun these opposition because he hasn't seemed to done anything with their defense and they look like more of a team of individuals that might score two or three goals but they're gonna concede i think i read somewhere that since he's been in charge i think they average 1.6 goals per premier league game which is the worst for any chelsea manager so they got some big problems and he lucky he'll be lucky to be in the top four if they keep that up yeah right he'll well be lucky to get his job
0: it possibly i mean it's not too dissimilar from united if we're if we're like considering everything our transfer market you know everything that sort of happened we we did stack the attack as well we, like um but, yeah, you know, we, we just, tried spending money on defence and that didn't work so well.
1: Just just something on Lampard. I think when he was at Derby, he took them from 5th to 6th. And then at Chelsea, he took them from 3rd to 4th. Um, so, yeah, I'm just not quite sure he gets all this praise about being this up-and-coming young English manager. Um, yeah, delusional.
0: I did have Werner as my captain, though, so keep kinked up, Frank. Ouch. Yeah, good, cho- good, uh, good choice this week, Chip. That was A, uh, a lot of people lost him because, you know, they couldn't wait any longer. They had to... Get a few points. Most people brought Kane in there. So, you know, that um, that turned out to be a good trade. All right. Let's quickly look at the Man City-Arsenal game. Uh, 1-0 to City. Did you guys watch this? I didn't see much of it. Just the goal. Um, do you know, yeah, were, were they dominant? Was it Arsenal's fault, mistake?
1: Um, it was probably, look, not, probably not the greatest goalkeeping for the goal. Basically, when I say he, Leno, basically parried it back out um, into the danger zone. So Sterling getting a tap in there. Um, Sergio Aguero back. He's um, been out for quite some time. even in the, in the headlines for the wrong reason. Um, probably playing off the shoulder a bit too literally. Um but, no, I think, you know, certainly an improvement from, from Arsenal. They, they've got this defensive resilience about them with with Arteta. So, you know, there's probably a lot that they can take out of that. Once, I think. Very
0: much so. Yes, the uh, the incident, Chip, did you happen to see it? What uh, what Aguero happened to do during the game?
2: I obviously saw it the next morning like everyone else. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's he shouldn't have done it. And, to be honest, if he gets marched, you wouldn't complain about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's one of those things where, you know, it's not... His character's generally not like that, doesn't excuse it, but yeah, it, it's it's a funny one because it
0: yeah yeah it looked like a brain snap like it it looked awkward and uncomfortable and as soon as he did it he kind of like looked at her and then walked away and yeah like um pep came out and said look he's the nicest guy ever and that might be true but you know a brain snap we've seen it in football many times where you know someone goes flying into a crowd with their boot um things like that so um yeah they, they happen and i think that was just one of those moments for him and i think he will you know get some sort of repercussion but who knows i don't I don't know where that's at at the moment. All well, right.
2: I don't think the the linesman's followed it up. I don't think there's anything. I think that's
0: it. I think it's over now. Right. Oh well, that's good news for him. He's a lucky boy. But yeah, a lot of a uh, lot of angry individuals for sure. Well, let's have a chat about this one, boys, because I know you both watched it. The Newcastle United game. Chip, we'll start with you, so uh, Tris can't get in there with too many uh, too many shots. But uh, yeah, how did you think the game went? Did uh, United deserve to win 4-1, or is that a bit of a uh, a bit unfair?
2: Uh, United definitely deserve to win. I mean, I don't think anyone deserves to win four-one when it's one-all in the eighty-sixth minute. But um, when Newcastle got up early, I was uh, feeling pretty confident. But in typical Newcastle fashion, I think we missed some good opportunities at one-one as well. And when you've got the players up front that United have, they're going to be there to punish you one way or another.
0: All right, so let's hear it. What do you think of the game? Did was it was it close? Or yeah, was that one-one a uh, you know? unlucky for us.
1: No, look, I don't, I don't think the 1-1 the up until the 85th minute or whatever it was was a true reflection um, of the game of and his first penalty. Um, Harry Maguire scoring a big goal, um, which would be great for his confidence, so very, very happy about that, but I think um, Solskjaer changed it up and he, he dropped Pogba, he brought in Fred and McTominay. Uh, Matter started his first league game since February, had a really good impact, um, and he also, there was no Martial up front because he spent it in Cavani, uh, so Rashford chipping in with a goal, uh, picking up a couple of assists as well, so no, I think it's a, a much an a confident boost before the uh, what might be a nightmare in Paris tomorrow morning,
0: we shall see, we certainly shall. And with the captain choice going into that PSG game, I've just seen it was uh, Fernandez has been given the uh, the armband, so interesting decision there. What do we think of that, Tris?
1: Um, look, I think there's a shortage of leaders at United. I mean, that kind of comes with the young squad. Fernandez was the captain of Sporting Lisbon, and I think if, if you watch United play, and this, um, certainly true in in his first few performances, he does have a tendency to order players around and so forth. Um, So look, I mean, he he is a leader. I don't have an issue with it, to be honest, and I I think he motivates and inspires the players around him. Um, So yeah, I think a choice, but I mean, there's probably not too many alternatives, to be honest.
0: Yeah, he's definitely one of the uh, only nailed-on individuals. Um, Obviously, Rashford probably gets just as much game time these days uh, with with, uh, the team structure at the moment, but yeah, uh, I think a good decision. We, we do need leaders. And on the weekend, it was good to, you know, get the win. But like Chip said, 86 minutes in, 1-1, it needs to be finished earlier. And I think that clinical side is missing. And, you know, the quality came through in the end because we have that attacking ability. But uh, I would like to see... a. A cleaner game and, a, and an earlier finish because it happened so many times last year, whether it was one-one or nil-nil, and then you know one goal here, one goal there, and you can just lose it. So let's hope we do continue on the scoring vein, but need to need to do it a bit earlier. All right, quickly running through the others before you, we uh, uh, move on. Is there anything else, boys, from the game you noticed? All right, no,
1: we'll... not 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 too much. Not a game.
0: We'll carry on. The Sheffield Fulham game, one-one. Um, not much. To mention too there, uh, like too much there. I'll go through the results, and you guys can jump in with any of the uh, individual comments that you might have. Um, yeah,
1: just with the, with the Fulham game, Mitrovic uh, striker made a big impact in the box by giving away a penalty to Sheffield. Um, so yeah, good impact from a striker.
0: It was Fulham. Uh, I did. I did actually happen to catch the penalty he gave away and the penalty he missed. He uh, absolutely hooked it, and uh, it, it wasn't good. Um, it was unfortunate because um, they're up one 0 too.
2: Um, I think Fulham have quite a player in uh, Luke Lukman as well. He looked he looked really good. Um, maybe they need a bit more of him and a bit lesser Mitrovic's. Did you see him at the end of the game when he missed that? When he missed the header, he was just punching the back of the net. Bit of a wild card.
0: He look he doesn't look like the fittest guy on the field. I'll tell you that much. But yeah, Lukman, like you said, Chip, he did. He looked good. He uh, you know, he took on quite a few players. And that goal was all him. A little bit of luck, went for the nutmeg and uh, ended up coming off the boot. But you make your own luck and then absolutely clinical finish. I think he got a little bit lucky again. little bouncing bobble just before he hit it and he uh, smacked it in. So certainly a good way to go. um, But 1-1 was probably a fair result um, in the end. Uh, Crystal Palace, Brighton, don't know too much about this game. Didn't watch it. Um, The Spurs-West Ham game was uh, 3-3 and certainly interesting there. Um, and lots to talk about So uh, we'll go with you Chipper first Did you happen to catch the highlights of the game And uh, what did you notice? Um,
2: yeah Tottenham I don't even know what to say at, at, You know in the 80th minute I thought they played really well And then they just collapsed And that's you know Mourinho keeps banging on about their You know psychologically being you know Weak and you know it's just like They just folded in, in the last five minutes And it's got to be a worry for him but, I mean, I think they're a better team than that. I think they'll bounce back from it. But, yes, you'd certainly be worried as a Tottenham fan, especially after Bale's introduction. You thought it was all going to be rosy. But, yeah, they uh, they really blew that one for sure. But what a goal
0: from Lanzini as well. Yeah, it certainly was. the uh, The bomb from outside the box. I mean, he kind of hit it off the side of his foot. I think he was trying to hit it hit it straighter but I think the pressure coming in from the uh, defender made him slightly hook it just uh, uh, or slice it just off to the right and yeah it was uh, another amazing goal and again having that lack of crowd I think was uh, was certainly disappointing can you imagine the uh, the fans after a 3-3 comeback that is it's, it's a classic match I mean we all know a famous 3-3 we could talk about but I know it's nothing comparable but for the fans you know it's those moments that you remember um, and for a neutral certainly more exciting when you have that Uh, the crowd noise. But who knows? With the crowd there, it may not have been 3-3. That's why it may be more competitive. Um, Tristan, anything you noticed from the game? Anything uh, specific?
1: Um, Is is Harry Kane the best passer in the Premier League? I think he's got the most goal contributions since January or potentially even last season. Um, Look, His link-up with Son's incredible, really. I didn't know he had that kind of range of passing in him on top of finishing abilities. But no, I certainly really enjoyed the Tottenham dropping that one and um Mourinho saying that Suchek is the new Fellaini um Fellaini fans would know but um (laughs) yeah if if you if you want to put us if you're feeling a bit down and you want to smile just watch David Moyes' reaction after that Lanzini um (laughs) goal dancing up the touchline so yeah that was um, it was great to see
0: a classic moment for sure with uh with the shirt off as well I haven't seen a shirt off in football for a while there's no one to celebrate to but I'll tell you what the uh they they were all jumping all over him. It was um it was it was exciting and uh you know a good moment once again um for those boys anyway. Um, and The speed that the shirt came off with as well that <laughs> yeah. was just as impressive. He decided it didn't matter at that point. He decided it was game over. He'd cop the yellow play on. Um, Bale's introduction. What do you guys think? Did he uh did he did he miss a sitter? Was the pressure there or you know are the legs a bit you know a bit shaky? Still getting used to it.
1: I think he showed great feet to get into that position. Um, look, I think he's probably a bit rusty. It's his first game of the season. He probably hasn't played too much football recently, so I think deserves the benefit of, of the doubt. But, yeah, not a great
0: debut coming on at 3-0 up. For sure. For sure. That would uh, that would hurt him a lot after, you know, saying, he feels happy now. I feel happy at Tottenham. Like, it's the first time I feel loved by, like, happy and I'm in a good place. <laughs> yeah. Come on and, uh, you know, 3-3. Uh, look, it could be worse. They could have lost the game. So, who knows? Uh... I'm sure it made the Madrid fans pretty happy, though. <laughs>
1: Well, yeah, it actually, it, it made an appearance in the Spanish media um, <laughs> no and that they, they were really enjoy- <laughs> enjoying it. So he's not, he's not very well liked um, <laughs> over in that, that,
0: that part of the continent. I think, uh, yeah, I think. Anyone watching, you know, wouldn't wouldn't have blamed him, and I think Mourinho certainly won't. But yeah, not the best start. I think the last time Bale uh, came on it as a sub, it was three three as well. They were winning three two, and Bale came on, and they lost three three as well. I, I just uh, I think I saw that post today. So not a good uh, not a good run as a sub for Bale. Um, the last time he played for Tottenham, that was I think it was nine years ago when that happened. So anyway, it's one of those things in football that does happen. All right. Leicester, Aston Villa, Aston Villa with a uh, a single goal, which was pretty decent. Um, uh, Outside the box, um, good shot, Ross Barkley. He seems to be doing well. Villa carrying on the winning ways, undefeated in the league. What do we think? uh, Did they deserve that that uh, that win? Was it close?
1: Oh, was Look, it was a fairly close game. There's no Vardy. Um, There's no Vardy for Leicester and also missing uh, centre-back Sochu as well. Bit of a smash and grab for Villa. But, you know, if, if you keep yourself in the game up until that point, you you can't really deny it a winner. It was, yeah, great great goal from Barkley. It's what he's really good at is picking the ball up from deep and running at defenders and just caught the goalkeeper out.
0: Yeah, I think a good pickup from Villa getting Barkley. I, um, I was always a fan of him. At Chelsea, so you know, to, to for Villa to get him and 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 be on, you know, such a good streak, I think is, uh, yeah, it's working out very well for them. How did uh, Grealish p- play? Because I didn't watch much of the game, but uh, he's obviously had a lot of hype over the last couple of weeks. But did he did he perform well? Did anyone happen to watch all of it or, or bits of it, or you guys aren't sure?
1: Yeah, I saw I, I, I think saw a bit I, of it when I woke up. Um, probably not enough to take Mount Mason Mount spot in the <laughs> team.
2: I think Leicester did a pretty good job on him as well. I mean, obviously, he's the the danger man. I did watch the extended highlights, but now that's I mean, that's Aston Villa this season now. They, they you know, they bought well and it's not all on Grealish now. So that's what other teams have to worry about.
0: For sure. Conceded sure.
1: two goals as well.
0: I know. Amazing when you consider, like, yeah, it, are they going to do a, a Leicester here and just take the whole comp by storm? Look, they're, they're certainly a capable team, but as you guys mentioned previously, there is a, a long way to go and uh, many top teams that still have to fire, so we'll see, we'll see. All right, let's quickly go through the remaining two games, which were the uh, West Brom Burnley and Leeds Wolves game, so 0-0. First nil nil Tris, I saw you write that down uh, in the league, which is uh, it's seriously incredible when you think about it. Um, the first nil nil, you would have uh, not have seen that, uh, or you would have seen that earlier in the league before round five, I believe. Um, is this the first time it's been nil nil until round five? I wonder. Be good to know if someone knew that stat. Um, yeah. Anything from those two games, boys, that you guys noticed? Nothing um, from the Burnley game.
1: <laughs> no, I saw I did see some of the some of the wolves go. I mean Jimenez's goal was pretty fortunate with the deflection. Um, but like you said earlier, you make your own luck. Um Roman Syre scored an absolute like fantastic left left footer that was ruled out for, for offside by VAR and I think yeah, Leeds Leeds look half deep in the first half anyway.
0: Fair enough, fair enough. All right boys. Well that's the end of the game week. Uh let's get into some of the world league news. So
2: and then Ronaldo oh!
0: Vodovsky goes
1: He oh, just can't do it. You just cannot
0: be that good. That is an amazing go- So I'm I'm certainly not keeping up with the global leagues at the moment. Um, but you boys have written a couple of things in here. So Chippy, you've written the Ibra Milan combo. So what's going on in the uh, Serie A?
2: The Milan derby. Uh, Ibra got a double at 39 years old and Lukaku was the other scorer so it was the battle of the Man United rejects, and Ibra came out on top. Rejects <laughs> is a bit harsh, but...
1: Oh, I think, yeah, that's that's a bit disrespectful towards Ibrahimovic. Maybe, I mean, I'll, I'll cop the Lukaku on.
0: Yeah, I did but, see uh, uh, Ibra speaking shit about uh, Ronaldo saying, I doubt he could do what I, or not in those words, but I doubt he could do what I do at 39 or something like that, in classic Ibra fashion. Um, but yeah.
1: First, uh, first derby win in four years as well. <laughs> And I mean, he he refers to himself as Benjamin Button. Um, he, he and he had he he almost missed this game because he had coronavirus. Uh, I think about two and a half weeks ago. And when he got it, he actually came out and said, "Coronavirus has picked the wrong person." Um, it's hard to disagree with him on this form.
0: He's football's Chuck Norris, isn't he? He just uh, he certainly uh, keeps keeps. You know, keeping all his uh, haters quiet, he just uh, consistently scores and he's always there. So a little good on him. Anything else, boys, going on um, in the uh, in the Global Leagues?
1: Yeah, a couple of shock results uh, in the Liga over the weekend. Sebastian so Barca and Raul, listen to Getafe and Cadiz. Cadiz have just been promoted. So Real Madrid aren't looking good. Um, and, yeah, it's been fairly open over there in Spain. It's something that I just wanted to point out, I think that occurred about a week ago. Um, so Napoli were scheduled to play Juventus um, and were advised by basically Italian health authorities not to play the game because of the coronavirus risk. Um, so they followed that advice and then the, Ser- the Serie A turned around and gave, gave Juve a 3-0 win, um, giving him the three points and then also docking Napoli um, one point as well. So uh, if, I'm not sure if corruption is no longer existing in, in Serie but that doesn't sound qu- quite right to
0: me. Certainly sure.
2: Did you see who assisted the goal in the Real Madrid game? Negredo. Remember him?
0: Negredo. Wow. Man wow. City. he's a Man City player, wasn't he? Yeah. And a Real Madrid yeah. player too. And it's, he was at Sevilla as well. Yeah. There you go. Still still kicking on. Um, good on him. Haven't heard that name for a while. And just interestingly,
2: with if you look at the sort of the top four leagues in Europe, You've got Everton leading the Premier League, Real Sociedad leading La Liga. You've got Lille leading Ligue 1 and AC Milan on top of the Serie A. I mean, obviously, it's early days, but it's there's something going on. It's almost like a weird little pre-season
0: tournament everywhere. <laughs> well, Chip... Great info there, but you've uh, shot yourself in the foot because that was uh, one of the questions from the uh, Have You Been Paying Attention segment. You, uh, I was going to get you to say one team that uh, from the top five leagues um, other than Everton and uh, AC Milan, and uh, you certainly would have nailed that question. So look, You still to, could have. I'll have to scratch it at this point, uh, <laughs> and we'll go for seven. No, it's, uh, I think it's only fair. Um, all right. Um, anything else, boys, before we move on and uh, play a bit of uh, Have You Been Paying Attention?
1: I just I pulled up going back to Zlatan. We may as well make the most of him while he scored. Um, he said, came out and said, if I had the fitness level I did ten years ago, nobody nobody would stop me. Mind you, they can't stop me now either.
0: He's a uh, he's certainly a character, and I wonder when, if at all, he will retire. So we'll see that day and what he says. Imagine his uh imagine his going out uh, line. I can imagine it would be epic. I guess a walking quote. Yeah, it, it, he really is. All right, boys, here we go. Let's play. So last week we had uh, Tristan take the round by a couple points. It was certainly close though. Uh, Chip, I think you're a much better competition than Sammy was, if you're listening, Sammy. uh, (laughs) It should be close again, but we'll see how you go. You guys have mentioned a couple other things, sort of close to the questions I've got, but let's get into it. All right, question number one. Who got the most points in FPL this week? Was it A, Rashford and Kane, B, Werner and Kane, or C, Rashford and Werner? Chip R. Werner and Kane. It was Werner and Kane. Well done, mate. Good start. Good start. I believe in you. I believe in you. Yes, I think they got 16 points uh, and Rashford on 15, so very close there. Question number two. Aston Villa and which other global team are the only teams with 100% win records at the moment? Is it Bayern Munich, Real Madrid or AC Milan? Chip. That was Tristan on that one.
1: Going to go AC Milan.
0: It was AC Milan. As I said, you guys have been uh, close to talking about this stuff anyway. All right, next. Question number three. Who is currently third on the list of most total goals for a player that is still currently playing? So third on the list, still currently playing. Anyone want to have a guess before I give you the options? Tristan. Oof, Jumping in. Remember, Chip gets the options if you uh, if you don't get it.
1: So this is goals of all time.
0: So this is current players still playing and the most goals, yeah. So Ronaldo yeah. and Messi, Ronaldo one, Messi two. Who's three?
1: I'm probably going to go Slatan.
0: That is correct. Well on Tristan. Pulled it out of the bag there. Uh, it's very close between Zlatan, Lewandowski, and then Suarez a little bit lower. But um, good pick. Well done. Tristan on two points, Chipper on one. All right. Oh, question number four was the one I just spoke about, Chip. I'm sorry I took it out. I definitely should have just asked it anyway. But, yeah, RB Leipzig, uh, Real Sociedad, or Lille uh, were the other teams I was looking for. All right, question number five. Uh, from. So this is from a uh, sports Bible list. So I would not expect you guys to get it, but we'll see how you go. From the current defenders still playing, who did they rank as the number one defender in the world? Is Chip. Chipper?
2: As in... Just week in, week out, best defender in the world.
0: Yeah, current best defender in the world out of all leagues, yep. Uh, Ramos. It is Sergio Ramos, well done. All right, there is a bonus point on offer here, though. For a bonus point, can you tell me, Well, why don't we play closest to, without going over, what is Van, da- Van Dyke's current ranking, do you think, on that list? Closest Chip. without going over. You're both going to get a guess here, and oh. we'll uh, we'll see how you go. So, Chip, what do you think, first of all? Actually, we'll just, we'll just go closest, whoever gets closest to either side. So we'll just go closest to either side. So, yeah, do you want to re-guess, Chip, or are you happy with your four? Three. Three? And Tristan, what do you reckon?
1: Is this Van Dyke playing on one leg or with two?
0: <laughs> his current ranking, probably as before his injury.
1: I'd like to say 100, but I'll go five.
0: Five. The answer was 12th. He was actually ranked 12th on the list, which was quite unbelievable when I was reading it, because um, most pundits do put him a bit higher. But, um. Look, both of you are pretty far off there, but I'm going to have to give it to Tris. Unfortunately, I did say closest. Surely Where did McGuire rank? <laughs> Where does who?
1: Harry Maguire.
0: I didn't. Uh, I didn't look that up, but uh, it didn't go that. Didn't go that low. Give me a sec. I'm certainly. I'm certain I could find it. Um, didn't go that low. Harry Maguire. Yeah, I reckon he was uh, not the
2: defendant it. list.
0: Luke. <laughs> what do we call it then? All right, moving on. Moving on. I can't find the list. Um, number six. So, Tris, I'm going to take this one away from you because you've already answered this one. I did hear you say it before. That's fair. That's fair. The question was, who has directly been involved in the most goals ever by a player in their first five matches? And you were mentioning before that Kane had the uh, most goal contribution. All right, here we go. Question number seven: How many shots did Firmino take against Everton on the weekend? Is it Tris? Shipa? None. That is correct. It is none. well done, Chip there. That's,
1: uh, that should be reserved for me, <laughs> that question. I should get all the Firmino questions.
0: All right, there is a bonus point here. You ready for this one? Bonus point, how many games has this happened in so far this season? Tristan. Um, Tristan. I'm going to
1: go five. I, I hope it's five. <laughs> not Not—not even for the point, just for the embarrassment.
0: Chipper, what's your guess? What do you reckon? Three. It was three. Congratulations, Chip. Well done on getting that one. (laughs) Tristan, you were hoping so bad. Uh, Five was a stretch. Come on, Tris. It was. I think
1: I've actually been reading that he's going to fill in for Van Dijk and finally play the role of defensive striker in front of the goalkeeper.
0: (laughs) We shall see. All right. Last question, and I think, uh, Tris, you need this to tie it up. Who said this, that... When you injure a player, and I'm I'm uh, certainly paraphrasing here, that when you injure another player on the field, that you should be given a suspension for as long as you injured them for, regardless of whether it was your fault or not. Tristan, oof, he's he's read it somewhere. What is it, Tris? What do you reckon?
1: It it's got to be it's it's obviously someone that likes Liverpool. Um, I'm going to go Sooners.
0: It wasn't Sooners. I can't believe you've gone for it out of the blue. All right, Chip, you get the options here. Was it a? Gary Neville, B, Tim Cahill, or C, Mark Bosnich. It
2: sounds like something Bosnich would say. Pretty rash.
0: You are correct. It was a Bosnich comment. So well done there. It was, uh, yeah, I was reading it and then I was trying to find out who it was from. And, and yeah, it was, uh, it was Bosnich. So well done, Chipper, your first win of the year. Uh, that takes us it's to 1-1. You, Sam. <laughs> Oh look, I like it. I knew the competition would be uh, would be close this year. Um, but yeah, maybe I'll slip a Firmino question in each week, in uh, <laughs> that way. I feel like you'll read up on him though, Tris. Uh, I'll do.
1: I'll and... do my own work. There's not much to read. <laughs> Just as long as you're not looking at the score sheet.
0: I hope Sammy makes it to this part of the podcast to enjoy <laughs> enjoy <laughs> enjoy this little bit. But um, we'll see. Maybe I'll mention it to him at uh, at at 46 minutes. Make sure he's uh, tuned in up to that point. <laughs> All right, well, that's the end of the uh, Have You Been Paying Attention segment. Uh, Very quickly, let's have a look at the... So you keep... Nope, that's Mourinho saying 3-0, and that's Klopp, and that's the tweet noise. So quickly looking at the tweets for the week and the social media. Uh, The funniest one, I think, this week, boys, was from the Declan Rice comment on uh, on another individual. So Ben Dolman wrote... uh, we bring on Bale, West Ham bring on Lanzini with lots of crying, laughing faces, and then Declan Rice with the this-aged-well comment, so another classic uh, foot-in-your-mouth kind of comment, and the other one I saw, boys, was the, uh, if uh, Adrian, if sorry, if Adrian got injured today, Klopp was going to have to wake up the sleeping man to go on the field, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, it looked like, uh, is that Carius in the background having a nap? Is he, is he, is he on the bench there?
1: That's, that's what I was saying, Return of the King. <laughs>
0: uh, it was quite good. And the other one very quickly was uh, just a very nice little worded tweet and it said um, it was uh, DCL, full stop, and with a picture of uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin. And then on the right it had ACL and there was a picture of Van Dyke. So a very uh, harsh but nicely worded tweet. All right, last couple of minutes, boys, uh, before we move on, do you have any uh, interesting social media chat that you picked up during the week?
1: I uh, just going to give a bit of a shout out so my one one of my sis uh, she started playing FIFA Ultimate Team uh, in her first pack she picked up Kai Havertz uh, and her boyfriend inexplicably. Inexplicable. Sold habits. So she messaged Kai habits on Instagram, explaining that to him, and he wrote back and said, "Sell so your boyfriend."
0: <laughs> amazing. Like the fact that he has time to write back to you know a random comment. Imagine how many people say that. But um, yeah, amazing. It's something that I think your sister will uh, will hold on to, and her boyfriend will be you know, <laughs> embarrassed for the rest of his life that he got shut down by Kai habits. So uh, look, did he know what he was doing, Tris?o Did he do? Did he know that he was selling him, or was he just trying to make money, or or, or what? What, was he? Was he uh, just not sure?
1: I, I, I don't know. I haven't actually got, got gotten the full story yet, so I'll have I'll have to find out. And um, yeah, Kai Havertz, if you're listening, stay away.
0: <laughs> stay tuned next week on the podcast for the uh, for the update on the Kai Havertz Tristan sister <laughs> uh, info. All right, quickly game week preview. Uh, Aston Villa leads up first. Will Aston Villa win again this week, boys? Can we see him taking it? I certainly can.
1: Yeah, I yeah certainly agree with you. I think I think they're going to continue to roll on for the moment, anyway.
0: Why don't we just talk about any games that you think are interesting this week? I'll quickly mention Man United, Chelsea. I think that is a battle of the attackers. Um, I'm hoping you know we can come out on top. Maybe a, a five-four or a, something similar will be a, a nice, entertaining game for the uh, for the fans. Um, but for me, that's uh, that's certainly a big one. Um, Everton, Southampton, I think actually will be interesting to Danny Ings, um, you know, after the weekend, uh, still carrying the team as always. But, uh, I think, uh, Everton to win again will be a big step in the right direction for them. So boys, any, uh, any game standing out to you at the moment?
2: Um, I think, uh, I'm interested to see how Tottenham bounce back. They're away to Burnley, which are, you know, pretty solid side. Um, I think the Tottenham of the, you know, the last season, um, will go there and they'll, they'll lose this game because... And, you know, the negativity that seems to follow a Mourinho dressing room. So I think this will be a real test for them to see how they bounce back.
0: Chiso?
1: Yeah, I think the, the Arsenal Leicester game should be a good fixture. Both teams are very close to each other um, in the competition. I, th- I think it'll be a big game for Arsenal, given there. you know, the, the recent guiltys over the past fitting games like these. Um, Leicester have got a few players out as well. So I think Arsenal pick up the.
0: Interesting stuff. Uh, very quickly, fpl wise, I think the uh, the picks this week, it'd have to be. Well, Chip, you were saying that uh, you know it might be a, a dodgy one with Spurs, but but Sun and Kane still look like quality quality picks. So I uh, I personally brought in Sun this week, and I would have brought in Kane if I had enough too, uh, but I didn't. So uh, boys, do you have any fantasy picks this week? Uh, anyone you like?
1: Yeah, I'm going to go for Menia. Um Love scoring at Anfield. Easy, easy game against
0: Sheffield, so triple captain. This is the week he'll do it, man. I'm, I'm telling you. <laughs> You're going to push it too far. This is the week it'll happen. He'll just put three on. Chipper, um, what, about, what about you? Well, i got a, I got a hold
2: of Phil now that Van Dyke's out for the season.
0: Oof, yeah, That's my
2: first problem. Um, but uh, Liverpool have Sheffield at home, um, so I might have to stick the captain's armband on Salah, I think. He played pretty well against Everton. He had a great finish in that game. Um otherwise Werner to tear
0: up the Man United back line, hopefully. Look, uh they're gonna have to get the spider on him or he's gonna he's gonna escape McGuire, that's for sure. So it will be interesting. Uh with the replacement, yeah, the backs. I mean, who do you who do you pick? The goals are flowing at the moment. Um, who are Liverpool gonna put at the back? Do you guys know?
1: Uh, I think it'll be Joe Gomez and Mate. Um, I don't actually fall. <laughs> um, but there is also, well, there's already talk that they're going to have to bring in someone to replace Van Dyke in January, you know, Meccano, uh, Red Bull, Lights in Linked. But I think this is going to be a real test. Um, if there was probably one player they couldn't afford, to it was Van Dyke. Um, and yeah, he's, I think, something like since he signed for them, what, over two years ago, he's almost played every single game um, in the league. Astonishing.
0: It certainly is. All right, boys, any final words before I uh, do the wrap-up? Anything else you want to add um, before we head off?
1: No, hopefully, um, yeah, big game in Paris tomorrow morning. So excited to see the Champions League back in action, actually. Um, So, yeah, look to plenty of football Wednesday, Thursday morning.
2: I think it was good to see Maguire actually get a rest, and I'm actually being serious. I think he he needs a little break. It would be good for him to probably just watch no football until he's got to play on the weekend, I think.
1: Slabhead, fridge whatever you want to call him um yeah i think well he actually he played the most minutes out of any player in europe last season so yeah it's cleared up
0: i thought you said get arrested chip uh, in europe which wouldn't be you know something abnormal to him so i meant uh, get
2: arrested but maybe maybe he's too scared to fly out of england maybe maybe <laughs> the greek police have warrants out for him or something
0: <laughs> who knows that certainly got hushed under the carpet didn't it i mean it felt like everything was going wrong for him and then next minute i just you don't hear anything about it, so uh, very funny, good stuff. All right, thank you uh, to everyone who's listening this far. Um, as always, uh, we really appreciate you guys doing that. Um, and, yeah, we uh, hopefully we'll see you next week. Have a good one. Bye.